Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Hey, what's up? John Sonimus here. Just want to take a moment to tell you about an awesome sponsor we have at Simple Programmer, which is Hire.com. I'm sure you know how frustrating it can be to search for a new job. Pushy recruiters trying to recruit you for jobs you have no interest in, jobs you apply for but you never hear from again, and worst of all, going through a whole interview process only to get a ridiculously lowball offer. Well, Hired.com has solved these problems. Hired flips job searching on its head. It actually puts you in control of the job search by letting you fill out one simple application and then having employers actually apply to hire you. How cool is that? You also get access to your own career coach to help you get your next job. Hired has access to over 4,000 employers with big names like Facebook. Plus, your profile is automatically hidden from current and past employers. Oh, and they pay you to get a job. Anyway, as a Simple Programmer listener, if you use the link Hired.com slash Simple Programmer, you can get double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus and get $2,000 when you find your next job on Hired. Just go to Hired.com slash Simple Programmer to get started. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com, and I am about to do a video that is going to be quite controversial, I am sure, and it is quite harsh. So I just want to give you a little bit of a viewer discretion warning here. You might be thinking I'm going to be talking about something inappropriate on YouTube, as if I ever did that. But I'm actually going to be talking about programming, and I'm going to be talking about something that has been on a lot of people's minds, that's pissed off a lot of people, and that there's definitely some heated arguments and debates on, which is take-home programming assignments. This is very similar to a topic that I talked about before, and I've got a similar attitude on this as to coding or whiteboard coding interviews. You can check out the video I did here. So some of you probably already know what I'm going to say about this. But there's a lot to dissect here and a lot to unpack here. And I got to tell you that a friend of mine actually asked me this question and sent me a pretty long email detailing something that he's gone through. I'm going to keep the names of the company and the person out of this. But I am going to tell you that I'm going to be extremely fucking harsh to him. And I'm saying this because I'm because this is the best way I know how to be a friend. No. What, what I mean by that is that, and, and I'm going to be harsh to you if you're on the other side of this to some degree, because I want to give you the truth and I don't want to sugarcoat it. And I want to be honest here because there, there's some problems here, some attitudes, some mental mindset problems that if you have this mindset, if you're railing against this idea of take home coding tests like this gentleman is, and you have this mindset, it's going to debilitate you and it's not gonna serve you very well and it's not reflective of the real world, right? So I know I'm being a little bit abstract here, but let's get into the details. Again, I'm I'm anonymizing this because I don't want to, I don't want to call anyone out specifically here and, and there's some important details here. So basically what what the email said was you know, I got, I applied for this job, pretty prestigious company. They gave me this take home assignment, okay? 
at this programming assignment to do, which I didn't really like, didn't, I mean, I don't like the idea of them doing that, but you know what? I had to solve this problem for my work anyway that was similar, so I solved their problem in a unique way, and I sent them an email back and explained to them how I solved the problem, gave them the, the project, it only took me like a couple hours anyway, and then I put a PS and said, hey, you know, I would like to talk to you, I would have some feedback about your hiring practices, because I, you know, in, in, in the PS, right? And so they replied back to give him a review for his, his coding test, his take home test, but they ignored the PS, so then he asked, me he said hey I want to come back to them and I want to send them an email that says something like this that says hey you know this is my concern and, and, and he said in a very, very respectful manner but he started off by saying like as you probably noticed in my earlier email I briefly mentioned that I had a bit of a concern regarding blanks hiring practice almost said the name I've been thinking about this in the bit in the last couple of days and now decided to speak up I'm talking particularly about the coding exercise. If I enter an employment relationship with blank, we both know it'd be as an equal partnership. But upon receiving the programming assignment on my second thought with great respect, I guess I have to say this practice kind of makes me question the equality before it even starts. So there's one thing, like I wanna start with this, okay? Because I'm not gonna give you my opinion on the coding, take home coding assignments. Well, okay, I'll give you a preview. I don't think they're a great idea but not for the reasons that you might think. But before I even get into that, I have to address this mindset. This idea, I, I mean, this shocked me. If I enter an employment relationship with blank, we both know it'd be an equal partnership. Bull fucking shit, it's an equal partnership. That, that's not how the business in the world works. I mean, okay, get, don't get me wrong. As a software developer, I thought I was hot shit, and I, I'm hot shit, okay? But, <laughs> but if you're working for someone else, someone else is writing your paycheck, it is not an equal relationship, not in the in the least. They're, you're, you're, especially when you're coming and knocking someone else's door and you're asking them to pay you for something, that is not an equal relationship. They are the boss, they're in charge. It's not like that. I, if, if you want it to be an equal relationship, if you want to call your own shots, you build your own fucking business and you bill people or, or you hire people, you don't get to have it have it be like that. There, there is no, and a lot of the email went on to talk about an equal relationship and how this sets up from bullshit. It's not equal, okay? It is not equal. Do not think this. Do not think that you deserve some utmost respect because you're a prestigious software developer. Bullshit, that's not the way the world works. That's so, it's so, counter into, it's so counterproductive to what you're trying to do here. And it's misunderstanding things. It really, really is misunderstanding. This is the key thing. This is the mindset thing. And this is where that whole thing leads, right? If you're bitching and whining about their coding practice and their interview practice, and you're asking them to change their interview practice, you're the one on the needy side. You're the one who's desperate, who wants something from them. Why the fuck, how is that equal? How is it even close to equal? You want something from them. They've got hundreds of candidates. They, they don't care, they don't need you particularly. Right now they need someone, okay? And don't get me wrong here. Treat your employees, treat the people that work for you with respect, right? Pay them well, take care of them, okay? They're the backbone of your company and your team is critical and important. I love my team, they're awesome. I take care of the people on my team, okay? I hire people myself. But 
it's not equal. It's not an equal relationship. It, it is not. not, not by any means, right? I mean, I have the power to hire and fire, okay? I have, I have the power to, to say what's gonna be done. This is not equal, okay? This is not, you know, it's not like all we're all good buddies, we all go out for a beer together. I mean, sure, maybe you do that in the office, but the boss is the fucking boss, all right? And when you go and you go to apply to work for a company, don't, like, it is really, <laughs> it is really a poor attitude and a poor way of thinking to think that in somehow you deserve something or you're entitled to something or even respect. They, they don't have to give you shit. They can run their company however they want, okay? And so th that, that's, I think that's the first thing here, all right? It's just to, to think about. I, I don't know how, how much I can nail this point home because this is the, the first critical thing is it's very egoistic to think that, that, that someone else should give a shit about what you want or that you're somehow gonna enter an equal relationship with them. I mean, you can have your standards, okay? Don't get me wrong here. If you're like, fuck this, I do not, I do not, and, and I have a standard, I have a high fucking standard for what I'll put up to with, but that's, that it comes from a place of me, that's what I'm willing to accept. I can't ask for something from someone and then have a high fucking standard, right, of what I'll, what I'll accept. If I'm asking, if I'm coming to you asking for something, you, I gotta choose your, you, you're the one who's setting the standard, you're the one in charge, you're the one calling the shots, it's not equal, all right? So, what, what, and don't get me wrong, what I'm saying here is that you can have that standard. If you think that you are you know, hot shit developer and you can just get whatever job you want and you go apply for a job and they're like, hey dude, all right, cool. We, we'd love to, to interview for this job, but we need you to do this coding interview and take it home and it'll take you about two weeks and then come back to us uh, and it's all unpaid. You could, be, you, could, you could just pull up your finger, give them the middle finger and be like, fuck you. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna work for free. Are you kidding me? I'm not doing that. Get out of here. Get out of here. I got plenty of opportunities. Fuck you. Get out of here, right? You can totally do that. I am totally 100% in agreement. If you do that, if you choose that that's your standard, just recognize that there's no injustice being done to you. They've just chosen to, to do it that way. They might be stupid, and that's what I'm gonna get to next. I think to some degree that is stupid, and I do it differently, and I'll tell you how. But, but my, my point is this. You don't get to ask someone for something all right, be in the needy position, try to claim equality and then bitch about it. They can do whatever they want, just like you can do whatever you want, right? Like, you know, if <laughs> they're not gonna complain to you, if, if you say, hey, I'm not doing your, your coding interview, sorry, I have too much, you wanna pay me for the time, I'll do it. They're not gonna send you an email and be like, dude, like this is so, I thought we were having an equal relationship. They're not gonna whine, they're not gonna bitch, they're gonna say, fine, all right, cool, that's, that's right, right? You see what I'm saying? Like this, if you want an equal relationship, that's where the equality is, is that it's equal, it's equal in, the ch in, in the fact that you both can make choices and decide how you're gonna, they can decide how they're gonna run your, their company and you can decide how you're going to run your life and whether you wanna work for them or not, right? That, that's where the equality begins and where it ends. But once you're asking them for something and once you enter that employment relationship with them, there's no fucking equality here. There, it's, it's not even close, right? Like I said, you want equality, you want to be the big shot, you start a company. You, you at least consult or freelance where you can call the shots. And even then, it's, you're, you're, gonna be, you're gonna be a slave to your clients to some degree. I mean, you can choose to run your life and your, your company that way. And like I said, same thing. You can hold your standards and you can say, look, as a software developer, I have too much respect for myself. I don't do stuff for free. I'm not gonna subject myself to coding interviews. 
I said the same thing in that whiteboard interview video, which you can check out here. And I said the same thing. Like if you don't want to do whiteboard coding interviews, if you don't want to work at Google or Microsoft or Apple or anywhere where they do that, just tell them to fuck off. You can do it. You, you have my permission to tell them to fuck off. But do not, do not be like, oh, this is so unfair. Oh, I can't get a job there. You have the choice. If you want to pass a whiteboard coding interview, fucking practice. Get good at it and accept it, whether it's, it doesn't matter if it's the best way to evaluate a programmer or not. It doesn't matter if it's beneath you or not. You want the thing, they tell you what you need, to, how many hoops you need to jump through. You're either willing to jump through the hoops or not. You don't get to bitch about it. That's the thing, is right? Like I said, I can, I will totally support you either way. If you're like, man, I'll do whatever needs to be done. It's nothing is beneath me. I just want to do the best job and get the job. And that's, that's what I care about, especially working for this particular company, and if they want me to do coding interview, or they want me to do, you know, do a take-home interview, it's a little bit of my time, and it's a bit of a hassle, but that's fine. I totally support you in that position. If you say, no, I never do this kind of shit, this is bullshit, I won't do stuff that humiliates me, makes me feel lesser, is below my level of respect, and is not worth my time, because I have plenty of opportunities, people are knocking down my door, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna jump through your hoops. Just like sometimes when I go to the doctor's office and I'm like, fuck, I'm not filling out all this paperwork. Like, if you have me fill out 15 pages of paperwork, you don't respect my time, so I'll fill out what I think is important here, and if you're not happy with that, then, then fuck off. I'll find another doctor. I don't say it in those words, obviously, but I've basically said that as I've, I've had to fill out, like, you know, I'll, I'll fill out some of this stuff or you can ask me, like, you're not respecting my time. And to me, it's, it's, it's worth it. But you know what? If I had cancer and I was going to an oncologist and, and it was like a rare kind of cancer that, and this was the doctor that was gonna treat me, I would fill out all the paper, I would do whatever they asked me to do, right? So different situations, different contexts. Now, <laughs> this is a long video, I'll tell you. Let's actually get to the actual issue here, okay? Which is, what about these, what do I think about these take-home coding interviews? So, again, I, I'm gonna approach this from, from a couple of perspectives. So from the first perspective of do I think they're fair, do I think they're, I mean, let's just finish getting this out of the way since we've already cracked open this can of worms. Do I think they're fair? Do I think that the practice is immoral, unethical, asking people to work without pay and, and all of this shit and, and, and it's just not fair, let's rage against the, the machine. No, <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. When you run your company, if that's what you want to make your interview process, I don't care if you, if you you tell people that they need to like do 100 push-ups. It doesn't fucking matter. Like that's their choice. There's no ethical about. You don't have to go and apply for the company. You don't have to apply for their job. No one's putting a gun to your head and saying you have to apply for that job. Now, if if right, you needed to do something like let, let's say that. Let's say that there was a public restroom that you needed to use, and they're like, oh, in order to do this, run this, use this public restroom, you gotta pull down your pants and we're gonna whip you. All right, now, now, now we're, talk we're talking about something that's not optional, right? You gotta go, you gotta go take a shit. Like, you gotta go use this restroom, right? You see what I'm saying? This is a very weird place that I took this, but I hope you can understand what I'm saying is that, like, there's nothing unfair or unethical. If someone's forcing you to do something, if you have to do something, if you're required by law or you're required to do something and someone's treating you in an unfair, discriminatory way, then that's unfair. I agree, that's fine. But if so, and, and this isn't even unfair and discriminatory. This is just a stupid hiring practice that they have, right? So 
Do not try to whine and bitch and claim unfairness. It's also a waste of time. I mean, if you're gonna send me a fucking three-page email and send them an email and all this about this, fuck, fuck, just go on. I'm gonna say fuck a lot today. Just go on and, and do something more productive than, than that. And again, I, I know I'm being harsh. I, I really, I, I'm saying this out of love. It's, it's harsh love, okay? Because because this is so important, so vital to success. So. From a moralistic, ethical viewpoint, right? And, and you know, guys, I approach this from a pragmatic, practical viewpoint anyway, so I, I wouldn't even eschew ethics and morality at you unless it had a pragmatic and practical application. But from, from that, I, I give it the green light, it's clear. Who cares, it doesn't matter. It's their company, they can do whatever they want. Okay, now, let's get into whether this is actually smart as a business owner, as someone who's running a company. No, this is not smart, and I'll tell you why. Because you're, you're gonna create, well, it's, it's good for if you wanna save yourself time and you want to do two things. You want, it depends on what you're selecting for, right? Doing this is gonna, and not, not paying people, is gonna select for some developers that are really good, that really love your company and wanna work for you, okay? It's also gonna select for company developers that are medium good or not very good at all, but really want, uh, want a chance, really need a job bad, but they're, they're good enough to, to, to pass, right? And, and, and it's also gonna select for people that just love your company, right? It's essentially gonna filter out, but it's gonna filter out a lot of developers that are really, really good, okay? that respect their time too much and that, that are not gonna jump through these hoops. And th those might be your best developers, right? But, but there's gonna be some percentage of those people that will actually jump through your hoops because they love your company so much. So there, there could actually be a good strategy here, right? I, I'm, I, I think it's a poor strategy in general, but it depends on what are you trying to accomplish here, right? And so whenever I put out a job requirement, whenever I'm trying to hire someone for something, I always do what, what Perry Marshall, you can check out my interview with Perry Marshall, what, what he does calling rack to shock shotgun, right? That's like where you hear the shotgun sound, and when you hear that sound, you know, you're like, hey, I, I think I better get off this dude's lawn. I just heard, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I'm getting away from this guy's daughter. I just heard a shotgun sound. I, I'm not going to steal those fucking pumpkins. I don't know why you're stealing fucking pumpkins, but you, you see what I'm saying? That's racking the shotgun. So I want to do that because I want to create, because if I put on a job, I don't want a thousand applicants. I want 50 really good ones, right? Or, or five really good ones that, that meet my requirements. So I filter, pre-filter. So pre-filtering is a great strategy, okay? But you need to know what you're pre-filtering for. And in this case, like I said, if you really want really, really loyal people that just want to work for your company, that's mostly what you're going to get at this. Like it's going to, you're going to have this distribution of really skilled developer. The only really skilled developers you're going to get from here are going to be ones that really, really want to work, want to work for your company, okay? Or really, really like the job. And then on the other skew of distribution, you're going to get poor and medium developers that aren't going to pass the interview anyway. That that it doesn't matter. They might not really want. They just want a job. Okay. So it could actually be good, right? It could be good in the sense that if you really want to get these really loyal people and you're willing to take the time and you've got a ton of applicants, right? Depends on how big your pool is. Then this is a good way to filter to to get the people that that are really going to be worth that. But you are going to lose a huge chunk. Of, of highly qualified people that they don't necessarily need to work for your company, okay? So that, that's where I see that. What, let me, let me tell you what I do and why I think it's 
it's optimal and better than this in most cases. And, and remember, my requirement is not that I need someone that really, really wants to work for my company. So in this case, particular company may want that. That may be a very high value and that might be a reason why they're doing that. And it, is, it does work as a filter for skill as well, right? Someone who passes this take-home test then goes through the code review and, and does this stuff, is you can evaluate their skill level to, to some degree, right? It's not gonna tell you everything and how they're gonna perform the job. There's, there's still more due diligence, but it's gonna be a definitely a good filter, a good rack of the shotgun. I, you like when I do that, right? All right, so here's the thing. This is what I do. What I do when I hire people is I put out a job description that eliminates most people, okay? It puts some questions in there and it, it racks a shotgun, so I get the kind of people that I want. I try to call out specific skills. I try to call out specific backgrounds. I try to polarize, just like I polarize in these videos, I try to polarize in the job listing. So that's the first step, okay? Then I always, I would never ever hire someone without having them do a trial job first. That's right. But I pay them to do it. This is key. This is key, right? This is the thing that makes the difference because if I'm going to pay you to do it, I'm gonna, not, not only am I not gonna filter out the best people, but I'm gonna learn something about you. I'm gonna learn about your integrity, your honesty, your work ethic, and your communication skills ahead of time and how you handle money and how you handle opportunity, right? So, for example, when I hired my video editor, right? My, the awesome video editor, Rodrigo. You guys know Rodrigo, he edits these videos, he puts up the tail, he does so much. And this YouTube channel, I, I owe so much to Rodrigo, he's an awesome guy. But there's a, there, and, but there's a reason why I was able to find his awesomeness and why it, it, it rose to the top. And it's because when I hired for that job, I, I, I filtered for, for sure. I got a lot of applicants and I filtered down and, and I filtered out just by my application process. But what I did was I hired some people and some people charged a ridiculous hourly rate and some people charged a ridiculously low hourly rate. But I hired, I think 10 people for editing position, okay? And I gave them all the same video to edit and I paid them to do the job and I didn't put a limit on hours, not really. I mean, I maybe put like a, a cap, like 10 hours or something like that. So it wasn't so ridiculous. And I paid them whatever they asked for, for their hourly rate. Okay, and I gave them the same set of instructions. And so what I was able to do, well, first of all, no one rejected that. Everyone says, sure, I'll, I'll pay for it. And I let everyone know this is a trial job, like it is for a full-time job, but I wanna pay you and see how you work first, right? Before, I wanna try before I buy. Now, all these people, they edited the same video. I was able to compare apples to apples. Some guys that charge a ridiculous hourly rate did it real quick. And, and did an okay job or did a great job. Some guys that charged a ridiculously low hourly rate. There was some guy that was charging $5 an hour. He billed me for like 10 hours to edit one video, okay? And, and he couldn't communicate either. Rodrigo, the reason why he got the job, right? He was the top one and there were two others that were, were pretty, pretty close, that were, that were good. But the reason why Rodrigo got the job was because he charged a reasonable amount of money. He did it in a reasonable amount of time compared to everyone else. And he did a, he did a really high quality level of work, right? So, and his communication was awesome. So I learned a lot about it and he was honest, right? So this is the thing, it's like, if I have 10 people doing this job, I know how long it's supposed to take, all right? I know that it's supposed to take an hour and a half. I, I know, and I can look at it and I can judge it. Now, I mean, I'm, I've gone a little bit in, off, off the topic here, but my point is this, right? This is how I would do it. I would, and it's how I do do it. And whenever I hire someone, I do this. I just hired someone for, what was it? 
and doing some formatting for my book, did the same process, similar process. I just hired someone for designing my webpage, like doing a conversion on my webpage, right? Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing this process. And, and, and so what's, what's smart, I think, about this is, like I said, is that I'm not filtering out the best people. I don't wanna filter out the best, I want the most skilled people but I wanna pay them first on a trial job. So that's where, I think that's the idea of that take home test is I do wanna filter, right? I, I do want, I, I can look at the work and, and see, I don't, what I don't wanna do is like evaluate someone and look at their portfolio and interview them or even spend all this time doing that without having seen their work. The easiest thing I can do is just pay them to do a small job. So what I would recommend that software development companies do, there's no reason why they can't, is to hire someone temporarily for a job as a contractor to do some kind of job, or even to work as a contractor first, if you wanna bring them in, I mean, there's more paperwork involved. I would give them a take home, home, if you're serious about them, right? If you're serious about them, and only do this for the ones you're serious about, give them a take home assignment and pay them, and see what how many hours. Tell them you'll pay them an hourly rate. Ask them what their hourly rate is, right? These are good questions that will give you, and, and see. You know, here's the thing, right? Someone wants a job, and let's say that they say their hourly rate is 70 bucks an hour, and you're like, Damn, that's a lot, but okay, fine. Let's see what you can do. And you give them this take home assignment and they bill you for like 10 hours and you know it should take you two. You just learned a whole shitload about them integrity wise, right? That they're willing to take the short term. I mean, they took advantage of, of you in the short term to make a few, a couple hundred extra bucks, right? But they're, they're hurting themselves in the long term. So there's a ton to learn about that as well. So that's just what I would recommend. And, and you might say, hey, John, well, wait a minute. When you hired all those video editors and you paid them all, like all 10 of them, didn't that cost you a shit ton of money? You know what, it cost me a lot less money than hiring the wrong person, because I've done that before. And so yeah, it did cost me some money up front, but that's a well worth it investment, okay? And you're also investing in the person up front. And I have enough respect, personally, okay? I know, I know, I know at the beginning of this video, you thought I'm an asshole, and I, it's fine, I am an asshole to some degree, but it, it's, because I, it's because I care, it's because I, I care about you having the right mindset. But I have enough respect for people that I hire to do things for me that I don't want them to go on, that I pay them. In fact, there's many times where people have offered to do something for, for free. In fact, the videographer that, that shoots my videos here offered to help me set up my studio for free, and I was like, no, dude, no, no. I wanna pay you, all right? I, many times, I will always, if someone offers to do some work for me for free and they're professional, I give them money, I pay them. Unless we're like swapping favors or something, even then I feel more comfortable paying them. So that's my, that's my own personal integrity. And, and I also feel like I get a better product. I want, I want to be able to say, hey, I paid you for this, right? And this is why I expect this level of work and, and quality. Whereas if someone gives you a shit job and you didn't pay them, they did it out of, out of the goodness of their heart, it's really hard to critique their work. Okay, so I'd rather just pay for it. Pay for it and let's, you know, and don't give me a discount. I wanna pay whatever the, the regular price is so that I'm not getting discounted work. So it all comes down to that. I mean, it all comes down to principles and ethics, well, not ethics, it, it comes down to principles that are timeless, that transcend all of these ideas, and, and it, it comes down to, you know, d demand versus supply, right? If you are in the position where you need something, this is my last last piece on this, you have to know this, and it's critical, and it's so important, right, that you understand when you are in the weaker position, and sometimes you gotta bide your time, sometimes you gotta submit, sometimes you gotta give in, right? Sometimes you gotta surrender, strategic surrender, 
is when you know you're outflanked and you're outmatched and you bide your time and wait for the opportunity till the tables turn. So you, you live to fight another day. All right, you, you're, you're not always the big shit. You may think you have brass balls and that's fine, but when you need something from someone, you, you, you get to choose. This is, your choice is this, it's simply this. If you want something from someone, you gotta do what they want <laughs> to get it. <laughs> or you, you, you go, you, or you don't want it from them. You, you go get your own, right? But if you want it and they got it, they get to decide, right? No one gets, just like someone doesn't get to just like dictate and take your property without you deciding, right? They can't say, oh, it's unfair. No, it's your shit, your time, right? Someone can't make you work for them. If, if, you don't, if you don't agree to it, the same thing. Someone can't, you can't force an employer to employ you just because this is unfair in this interview. And, and the thing is like, stop looking at the fucking world in terms of fair and unfair and all this. Look at it as this is how it's operating. This is how people, like, are you really gonna change the world? Are you gonna change this company? Is it gonna matter if you protest and hold up a picket sign and say stop doing co take home coding tests? Do I think they're a dumb idea unpaid? I told you I do. I told you it's probably not gonna work out. Now, there are some cases where that might be what they're trying to do, but does it really fucking matter? Are you really gonna waste your time? Are you really gonna waste my time? Are you really gonna waste a recruiter's time with this instead of just moving on, instead of just accepting that? I mean, if they ask for, you, you could say, hey, look, I mean, another possible, I, I wanna give you as many possible options as possible, right? Another, another respectful possible option would be if they ask you to do that, you could say, Look, I totally respect you. I, I totally would love to work for your company, but I value my time. I'm a busy person. I, I am not in a desperate need for an opportunity. So I won't do a take-home coding interview unless it's paid. If you want to pay me, this is my hourly rate. I'll do this as a freelance. I'll do some work for you. We can, you know, we can work something out. If you want to discuss this further, I'm happy to do that. And no means of disrespect. I don't, you know, I just, I value my time and this is just my, my policy on this and this is what, what I'm choosing to do. If you still want to interview me, if you want to bypass this and say, and excuse me from it, I'll come in for an interview or whatever and, and that's fine. That's one way to address that, okay? That's, and it's totally fine. But, but I, I will give you one other thing here. You know, I'm, I'm gonna wrap this up soon, but I think this is an important topic, which is, so this take home coding interview, how long does this take? like two or three hours maybe, like let's say it takes you a day. Okay, so if Microsoft calls you up for an interview and they wanna fly you out to Microsoft headquarters and put you in a hotel and make you go for a full day to interview, or let's say that it's not even travel, let's say you live in Washington in Redmond or whatever, and they're like, or, or they're like, okay, we want you to come in for a whole day to do interviews. Do you bill them? Do you say, oh, that's gonna take me like fucking eight hours? I, I no, I, I have too much respect for myself. No, <laughs> you go in and do the interview. So is there really much of a dare? I mean, I've gone to two and three day interviews or, or gone back to interviews for multiple times, right? I, I didn't complain, complain about that because it was all context because I didn't think I was too hot shit or above that to do an interview. Now, I've, I've actually done that before, right? People have called me up and asked me to interview later in my career before I left and said, hey, would you come in for this interview and do this? And I'm like, nah, I, I don't, like, if you want to give me a, a job offer, I'll take a job offer and it has to be, you know, $400,000 a year. Otherwise, no, I don't think so, right? <laughs> and that's what I did. And, and they said, no, thank you. And I said, that's fine, right? Because that's honestly where I was. I didn't bitch at them, right? I didn't whine at them, right? I just said this is where, where it is. So, and then I'll, I'll leave one last point on this. I know that this is, is getting long, but 
this is this is a different perspective because not all of us are senior software developers that can be all hot shit and like turn down coding interview tests and whiteboard interviews and stuff. When you're starting out in anything, when you're a beginner, when you don't have experience, when you don't have traction, when you don't have money, when you don't have every everything, you're right? You have time. Okay? You need to say yes to as many things as possible. You need to jump through hoops. You need to not be very discriminatory. When you get further in your career, when you get further in success, you need to say no needs to be your default answer, right? Right now, with, with the amount of things that come into my inbox every day, my default answer is no, uh-uh, no, right? And sometimes I say yes, but when I was starting out, I said yes, I said yes, I'll say yes all the time. Yes, you want me to come and do this for free? Fuck yeah, I'll do it for free. I'll do everything for free for you, yes. I'll stay here, I'll play, I'll play. You want, you want me to, you're gonna give me a chance to, to, to perform at this, at this concert? Yeah, I'll do, I'll play the cover for free. You, I, I'm not a musician, but you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying is that like, if you're starting out, do not be, you do not, do not be the snob, okay? If you're a brand new developer, if someone takes you to, ask you to do a coding interview and a take home coding interview and they're not gonna pay you, okay? And they want you to do this and you need a job and you've never had a job before, you just, you just tell them, what do what you need me to do, boss? What, you just tell me, boss, how high do you want me to jump? You fucking jump through as many hoops as possible and get your foot in the fucking door. Once you have, you, you know, <laughs> the, 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 once you have your foot in the door, once you're up to a certain level, then you can be discriminatory. Then you can say no. Then you can turn on opportunities. But when you're getting started, you, you can't be that selective. You, you got to do what it takes to get, you got to, they call it paying your dues. You got to pay your dues. So if you've paid your dues, go ahead, do what you want. If you haven't paid your dues, well, you might want to pay your dues. But all in all, my final point on this is just this. Don't look at things from an emotionally charged position. It doesn't matter if it's fair. It doesn't matter if you think it's right or it's wrong. Think, so you gotta stop, you gotta pause, you gotta tell the lizard brain, shut up, man, I'm trying to make a decision. And you gotta say, look, objectively, what is in my best interest? Is it in my best interest to bitch at this company? Is it in my best interest to jump through this hoop at this time? Is it in my best interest to not waste my time and instead turn down this company and instead apply for five more jobs or use my time somewhere else where I'm gonna make more money, right? Is it in my best interest to die on this fucking hill? You only get to die on one fucking hill, so you better choose that one right. That's all I got for you guys. Thanks for, for you, you know who you are, who sent the email. I have to say, I know I was a bit harsh. I hope that you understand why I was harsh. And I totally respect you. I, this is not a reflection of, of my respect of, of any of you that may have held this position. I know a lot of you do have held this position, but I'm just trying to give you the practical, pragmatic advice that's gonna serve you in your life and in your career, not, not, not what, how I think that the world should work. And that's a reoccurring theme on this channel sometimes it tastes a little bitter. All right, if you like this video, even though it's so fucking long, click the like button, of course, but click the subscribe button and click the bell so you don't miss anybody else. I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. 
This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.